What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge, powered by the Almighty Sports Line. I, of course, am the coach, and we are thrilled. Our very first NFL full season here at the show, and we're doing NFL future episodes on all eight divisions. This episode, we're focusing on the NFC least. No team north of seven wins a year ago. Not one. Are they going to be that bad this year? We're about to find out. Let's bring in the stars of the show. Four of the greatest minds in America when it comes to this space. Let's go around the horn. Oh, I was never on that show. So let's go right next to me first. He is the maestro. What's up, Larry Hartstein? Coach, that must have been the only show you weren't on because I know you hosted First Take and I know you did Sports Center and I know you did a ton of other things. But uh, anyway, let's go. Let's, yeah, let's they didn't, do they it. They didn't think I was good enough to do around the horn, apparently. Uh, he is at Prop Stars on Twitter. If you're not following this man, then you're costing yourself money. Alex, welcome to the early edge. What's up, coach? I'm a diehard Eagles fan, so I hope we go gentle on my birds. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Did not know. Now we know. Okay. And then right below that man is a senior writer, one of the best fantasy minds, football minds in America. Dave Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks, coach. I am pumped. I am psyched. I am running full speed like Daniel Jones heading toward the end zone. Oh, oh crap. I slept. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to get myself up. I'm going to dust myself off. Give everybody some good props. I love it. I love it. And the number one handicapper in all of Sportsline is the man that I've kept in a bubble for six months. He's stoic, but inside a fire burns. RJ White, what's up? Just emerged from that bubble. I hope everything's good and everything's back to normal in the NFL. 16-game season. Uh, Tom Brady with the Patriots. Let's go. <laughs> oh, clearly you didn't get out of the bubble. <laughs> All right, let's get started here. Uh, we're going to do season win totals, team props, and then player props. We'll start with the season win totals. And RJ, um, since clearly you're up to up to speed and up to date, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. So the giants, I think are going to have another bad season. I got this under seven and a half. Hopefully you'll be able to find that right now. We're showing under seven wins at plus plus one ten. I like that too. Uh, they could be in trouble on offense. A lot of skill position guys still injured or not a hundred percent in an offensive line. Plenty of questions are they're trading for people because they know they have issues. So they added Billy price, um, you know, during right before cut down day. So um, I don't have any confidence in that offensive line. I don't have much confidence in Daniel Jones. You know, there's that having that situation is a lot for established quarterbacks to overcome Probably too much for a young quarterback like Daniel Jones, who we don't know whether he's a franchise quarterback at this point, but I think we all kind of suspect that he's not. Uh, Non-conference road games at New Orleans, maybe. You know, it depends on if they get their situation resolved. And then at Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Miami, Chargers, and Chicago. I don't know if Giants are better than any of them. I think the defense is still pretty good. I have no faith in the offense, no faith in the coaching staff. Seven wins is a ceiling for me. I like under seven wins. I like under seven wins, too. I like under six wins even better because you get some pretty decent juice on it. Plus 220. This team on offense is a mess. Part of the reason why Daniel Jones has played so poorly is because he's not comfortable under pressure. And all that offensive line does is allow pressure. It comes out of their pores. Probably in practice, he's getting sacked. It's terrible. And I'm not sure about the health of Kenny Galladay. Can he make it through a full season? Can Saquon Barkley make it through a full season? We've been debating Saquon Barkley nonstop for two months on our fantasy football today podcast. Had to get in that cheap plug. He's someone that's even fallen into round two. If you can't be confident in Saquon Barkley, how can you be confident in the Giants to even be close to a 500 team? The answer is that you cannot. They will win four or five games this year. You can cash this ticket at plus 220. When you have the number one show at CBS Sportsline, it's not a cheap plug, but don't make any mistake about it. We're coming after you. 
We are coming. That, that's fine with me. I'm on both shows now. <laughs> I guess that's very true. I'll have to come on fantasy football today. Uh, all right, let's switch gears now to team props. And when you have a division that is this bad, then there's sometimes not much variance. And that's what I'm seeing on my rundown. So, Dave, I'm going to let you start. What do you got? I like the Washington football team to win the NFC East. And I know the Cowboys have a high powered offense and I think their defense might be a tad underrated and Philadelphia on both sides of the ball on paper. They actually look okay. I just don't bind to their coaching staff in their first year. Sorry, Alex, we already go went ahead and trashed the giants. I think Washington at plus two uh, or I'm sorry at plus two twenty five, Yeah. To win the NFC East. I think that's reasonable for a team. That's definitely got the best defense in the division and they've got enough firepower and offense with a slightly improved offense line and a smart coaching staff to help get them through. It's weird to back Ryan Fitzpatrick because he turns the ball over quite a bit, but I think he's going to be energized to make his first playoff appearance in his entire career with the Washington football team and fantasy managers will love that and betters will love it too because of the price that they're getting on Washington to win the East. Yeah, I am also on Washington in the East. Assumption is Dallas is the far superior team. The market has them at plus 135. You know, Dallas has a star skill position players, which I think is what everybody's seeing. But Fitzpatrick is a nice upgrade at quarterback for Washington. They have a pair of underrated starts in Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Dave, I know you love both those guys too in fantasy. Yep. Bringing Curtis Samuel gives them a receiving core, a nice chess piece as well. Even with Dallas getting the nod on offense, although it's not that big of a nod, as Dave was just talking about, Washington clearly has the better D. Maybe one of the best in the league, top two or three, maybe. And I'll also take the Washington coaching staff over what we've seen from Dallas's. So Washington also gets to face those tougher shared opponents that they have. They get to face them at home while Dallas is facing them on the road. Talking about the Chiefs, Bucks, Chargers, New Orleans. That might make the difference here in deciding who's going to win this division. So I like Washington plus 225. It's a, it's a dumb number to me. There's, those two teams should be closer to even. Yeah, I think Washington should actually be favored in this division. You talked about the weapons. These are better weapons than Ryan Fitzpatrick had in Miami. And I think what we saw is not a fluke. I think he's better now than he was, say, eight years ago. And defensively, I think Washington will be better. William Jackson is an upgrade. The linebacker they drafted, we know about the front seven. Uh, So, yeah, I don't have any faith in Dan Quinn, whose defense continued to get worse year by year in Atlanta. And that's supposedly his calling card. Now he's in charge in Dallas. Uh, I love Washington to win the division. You know, you guys bring up coaching staffs a lot in your breakdown. I think Washington is the only team in this division that actually the coaching staff has the complete respect from the entire football team. I really believe that. I think that could be an issue when you get to the tough times, middle of the season, and the teams can go in one direction or they can go uh, in the other. All right, switching gears now to player props. And I've kept this man on the bench thus far, but when I bring him off, you best believe he is a target we're going for. Alex, start us off. I know you've got three big ones. What do you got? Oh, he didn't know. Oh, now you're there. You go. You're good. Go ahead. Might be. First one might be my favorite. Uh, Chase Young over eight and a half sacks at minus 125. Listen, I think Chase Young is one of the most physically gifted edge rushers in the NFL. He had a very promising rookie campaign where he finished with seven and a half sacks, 10 tackles for a loss and 40 pressures in 15 games. Washington, their entire defensive line is just made up of all former first round picks. You've got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, which is just a very impressive dominant unit on paper as a result. 
of all that depth. I just don't envision Young having to deal with a lot of double teams. Um, I'd be shocked if Chase doesn't finish with at least double-digit sacks this season. And another bet that I like that I think is definitely worth a sprinkle is for Chase Young to finish with the most sacks in the NFL, which is currently plus 2,000. My next prop that I have is Antonio Gibson over eight and a half rushing touchdowns. Gibson had a tremendous rookie season and showed a nose for the end zone, finishing with 11 touchdowns and 14 games played. Those 11 touchdowns came with Peyton Barber still on the roster, who vultured four touchdowns and 94 rushing attempts. Barber was just released at the final cuts, leaving potentially all the goal line work for Gibson. I also think Gibson will benefit from Washington's offense improving as a unit. I like the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. I expect the offense to move the ball a lot, creating additional red zone opportunities for Gibson. Last but not least, and this one's a little bit painful for me, but it's Jalen Hurts under 3,750 and a half passing yards. This is a tough one as a diehard Eagles fan, but unless Hurts takes a pretty significant leap in his second season, I just don't see him holding on to the job and lasting the entire season as the starter, especially after the Eagles just went out and traded for Gardner Minshew last week. I think ultimately Hertz will be on a short leash as soon as he starts to struggle or the Eagles lose two or three games in a row. I think there's going to be a ton of pressure on the coaching staff. See what they have with Minshew. The Eagles are also very thin at receiver. Devontae Smith is obviously a very exciting prospect, but outside of him, their entire receiving group combined for less than a thousand yards receiving all of last year. You know, 3,750 yards, not a lot of yards to throw. And, and that, that that's usually a pretty safe line for any competent quarterback. Daniel Jones has an over-under lower than that. It's 3,700 and a half yards. And I feel like the line is a little bit, it's, it's almost like design. They want you to take the under because everybody knows what the narrative is on Daniel Jones. But I can't help myself. He's not a good quarterback. He's turnover prone. He's missed time with injuries. His receivers are injured right now. I know they're practicing as the preseason's over and they're getting ready for week one, but there's no guarantee that Kenny Galladay, their prize number one addition, is going to last 17 games. Kadarius Tony, I was told that he doesn't look like he's the guy that they drafted. Maybe he's a little bit more of a design play type of receiver who might get screens and slants, but might not be able to do a whole lot with them because he just doesn't seem prepared. And this is a coaching staff that's going to want to cling to the run as much as they can with Saquon Barkley. But that offensive line, it's not going to help Saquon Barkley, and it's not going to help Daniel Jones either. When he is under pressure, he is an absolute mess. This defense for the Giants is actually pretty good, but that has absolutely nothing to do with Daniel Jones. I'd be surprised if he even has 3,500 total yards this year. Give me the under at minus 110. And with that terrible offensive line, you have to worry about missing time, too. I mean, he takes a lot of hits running the ball. He's going to take a lot of hits because that offensive line doesn't hold up. So that's another way you catch that is if he misses a couple games. Um, I'm going back to Washington. We had a lot of positive things to say about Washington earlier. I like Terry McLaurin to go over 1,200 and a half receiving yards. Clearly the number one option in Washington. And I don't think his target share is going down at all. Um, they they fed a ton of targets to Logan Thomas. So I think anything that uh, that Curtis Samuel gets or they they you know spread around is going to come from that Logan Thomas total. McLaurin averaged 74 and a half per last year that works out to about 1266 over a 17 game season i think that's kind of the baseline expectation for us um but you can't understate the quarterback upgrade washington's quarterbacks average 6.3 yards per attempt last year fitzpatrick's last year with an average that low was 2009 he was at seven plus the last three years fitzpatrick actually led the league in yards per attempt back in 2018 which isn't that long ago so i think that that ability to go downfield meshes well with mclaurin's game and he's going to get a ton of yards this year so that's why i'm on the over for mclaurin 
And how can we leave out all the skill talent in Dallas? And I'm going to CD Lamb over 80 and a half catches. You know, as a rookie, 74 catches, 111 targets, five games. He only got to play five games with Dak Prescott, and he was on pace for 93 catches. I think he is the most talented receiver on this roster. I think he will emerge as the number one receiver, and I love him to get over 80 and a half. And I also want to add, because that Dallas defense is so bad, that we are going to get shootouts and we are going to get a lot of catches, a lot of garbage catches for CD lamb. Dave, why were you laughing? what did you find so fun? I, I love that pick. And the fact that the number is 80 and a half, that's laughable to me. Lamb did so well with Dak Prescott last year, uh, 27 catches in, in four and three quarters games. You want to call it five games. That's fine. The target share in those games was under 17%. Lamb is going to command way more than 17% of the target share. That That's a layup as long as Dak and CeeDee Lamb stay healthy. And even if Dak misses some time, I bet CeeDee Lamb can still get over 80 and a half catches. I'll tell you what, on your uh, St. Jude draft-a-thon, one of the things I think that was thrown out was either make a pick on the early edge or show up on one. I literally feel like a fan right now, sitting back listening to these incredible takes from you guys. I, I'm dead serious. This is unbelievable. The stuff that you guys find, I can't even tell you. So grab your paper, grab your pencil. And I suggest you make these plays very, very soon. Cause my guys, they move the market. So let's start with Alex at prop stars on social media, chase young over eight and a half sacks, most sacks in the NFL. Nice little plus 1800 number. Antonio Gibson over eight and a half rushing touchdowns. Then Jalen hurts under it hurts to make this pick, but under 37, 15 and a half uh, passing yards. Dave, is on Washington to win the division. Giants under six wins, alternate line. Daniel Jones under 3,700 and a half passing yards. RJ, Giants under seven wins. Washington to win the division, just like the maestro, just like Dave. And then Terry McLaren over 1,200 and a half receiving yards, minus 110. Then the maestro, he's on Washington also to win the division. And then C.D. Lamb over 80 and a half catches. And Dave says that number is, quote, laughable. You know what's not laughable? The fact that right here, right now, you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these NFC East tickets straight to the pay window. For Dave, RJ, Alex, and the maestro, and of course the jeweler behind the scenes, putting it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Eight different episodes worth your time. All under 15 minutes to get you set for the first 17 game schedule in the history of the National Football League. This is The Early Edge. Good luck.